Hello friends and listeners, uh, welcome to Shemaine's Model Health Podcast for those looking to optimize their health and long-term fat loss. I am Shemaine Linney and I am a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert. I hope you're all having a great week so far and this week's podcast is one I have been waiting to do for a while and I'm super excited about it Um, and this is my 50th podcast. It was around this time last year I think that I started podcasting and I've been pretty much consistently doing it every week since then and um, I think part of me saved this podcast um, for this time of the year and as well because 50 is special to me and I wanted to just give something really special back. Um, So I'm excited about this podcast and what is it you say? Well yes it's about vitamin D and you of course already saw that in the title. Um, I'm passionate about vitamin D so it's one of the reasons I kept it until now and with the change of the season I think it's time we really start to address vitamin D and this time of the year is where I start to increase or address my clients and students and even families intake of vitamin D. Um, So before we move on I just want to start by saying I must ask that you please keep in mind that the information in this podcast is not intended as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only and run it by your physician if you have any concerns. Okay, great. Let's move on. What is vitamin D? Okay, well... Vitamin D is a hormone, contrary to its name. We make vitamin D in the skin from UVB, uh, from the sun, which then converts it into its steroid or hormone form, um, because that is what it is. Vitamin D is a hormone, just like estrogen or estrogen, whatever you want to call it, and testosterone. It's got the same molecular buildup as them and it is built out of cholesterol just like them. Um, On a side note, did you know that the oils our skin needs to produce vitamin D, they get stripped away if you shower or bathe too much so that's just something to think about I've already spoke about the topic of showering too much and bacteria on our skin Um, so what we're seeing now is lower levels of vitamin D have been associated with cancer brain aging and brain related diseases like Alzheimer's MS kidney failure, heart disease, obesity, and even depression. So I just want to give you a study here. So there was a study done by the World Health Organization. um, And they did a randomized trial on 77 overweight and obese women who they administered 1,000 international units of vitamin D daily Um, or placebo, so some got the vitamin D and some got the placebo supplement. Um, And 
what they saw was that those women that were given the vitamin D supplementation saw a significant reduction in body fat mass compared to the placebo group. They also saw a significant rise in 25D hydroxy concentrations and I will explain to you what that is in a minute. Then looking at the next study, we saw a study from Norway, um, it was done in 2008, which found that people with a low level of vitamin D in their blood had more symptoms of depression. The research also found that taking vitamin D, particularly in large amounts, improved the symptoms of depression. The biggest effect happened in those people with more severe symptoms. And then there was another study um, that associated vitamin D and depression in 2013 where researchers analyzed all of the published research that had previously been done about depression and vitamin D up until February 2011, so spanned across two, two and a half years. Um, and they concluded um, that a lack of vitamin D in the blood is linked with being depressed. A lack of vitamin D in the blood makes it more likely an individual will develop depression and taking a vitamin D supplement can improve or prevent depression. So there's been, so far approximately, just regarding depression, there's been about 5,000 research articles um, that looked at this area of depression and vitamin D. And it's one of the main reasons um, that I recommend vitamin D. And not only for brain health and joint support and bone support, but depression. Um, and especially around this time of the year where we see seasonal affective disorder. Um, and I see it um, in not all, but some of my clients I see get affected with the change in the weather. I know myself, I get awful cabin fever. I'm okay November, December, but come January, I've had enough. Get me out of the house. I need sunshine and fresh air again. Um, and we see this with people, especially with lower levels of vitamin D. Around this time of the year, they can slowly start to go into themselves and feel a little down. And this is where it can not only affect their mental health, but their physical health as well. Um, not just leading to those health issues that I spoke of, but um, it can be more severe, it can be less severe, and it'll obviously impact whether or not someone wants to go and get exercise, or if they want to watch TV, if they want to eat well, or if they're just going to go for junk food, if they are going to um sit down and feel sorry for themselves or they're going to practice some self-care um and so on and so on and this has all been associated with vitamin d levels amongst other um nutrients and minerals but vitamin d being the more prominent one at this time of the year and a lot more lately we're seeing with the rise of technology and people being indoors and a lot more sedentary than we used to be say 40 50 years ago but moving on um what we're seeing though when we have adequate levels of vitamin d we see more energy, we feel more upbeat or even happier in ourselves. We see a metabolic rate increase. 
Um, we are noticing that tissue repair improves, which is very important for health. Um, and also that pain and inflammation gets reduced as well when we have adequate levels of vitamin D. So then I get asked, what is an adequate level of vitamin D? And um, for those of my students and clients that are listening, I'm well aware of your vitamin D intake and I play around with your numbers. So no need to panic and message me after this podcast. Um, there, what is an adequate vitamin D level for you? I couldn't say, I couldn't exactly say because there are so many variables involved. There are some baseline or guideline numbers, but to give you an exact one for your optimal health, um, I couldn't say that now. We need to get some testing done. There's a lot of variables that are involved, your age, color your skin, how much sunlight you get, where you actually live, if you're further up in the northern hemisphere. Um, your body fat percentage, so we're seeing that, or we've no, there was studies done that showed um, vitamin D can be compromised with a higher body fat composition because it impairs the bioavailability of the vitamin D because fat itself acts kind of like a sponge and it prevents the vitamin D from being released into the bloodstream where it then makes its way to the liver and kidneys to be converted into its more active form or hormonal form. Um, there's also a gene polymorphism um, that you would need to get tested to determine if you have it. But this can render a person unable to convert vitamin D into its precursor, which is called 25-hydroxy vitamin D. Um, and this would mean you're not getting enough conversion into the active vitamin D hormone or circulating form. So as you can see, there's a lot of variables and the best thing you can do is get vitamin D levels measured, um, ideally before and after supplementing to or adding a supplement to your routine. Um, also, when I advise people to take a vitamin D supplement, vitamin D is fat soluble, so taking it with some sort of good fat, um, a monosaturated fat would be optimal, but that's just going to help you absorb or increase the bioavailability of that vitamin D supplement if you were taking one as well. And you want to be getting the vitamin D3 supplement or in that form. So there's some general guidelines. Um, also, before we move on, Vitamin K2, which is found in fermented foods, um, it's also important to make sure that you're getting enough vitamin K and especially K2 if you are suffering with higher amounts of vitamin D, um, just to help with any sort of cal calcification or crystallization that may happen in the blood vessels. It's rare you'd need to be taking high amounts, but better to be safe than sorry. And if you wanted to buy a K2 supplement, you can supplement with about 50 milligrams of a natural supplement, maybe made from natto um, or whatever your health store has in store. That will be helpful. So the baseline recommended 
amounts, you would need to speak to your GP or the health professional that you're working with to get their opinion because they should know you well enough as I know my students and clients that I can make recommendations. But the baseline would be at this time of year or more going into winter, you would be looking around 4,000 international units a day. Um, now that's a general guideline for people that are not obese. So remember we spoke about how being overweight can affect how you absorb vitamin D. So they're not obese and they don't get a lot of sun. So you don't get a lot of sun. You may be working in office all day and by the time you get home it's dark. You leave in the morning it's dark. So 4,000 would be what you're looking at. Um, and then in the summertime, for people who are not obese and don't get a lot of sun, again, you leave quite early in the morning, you're in an office all day, maybe you get home in the evening and you're too tired to go outside or you're putting kids to bed or whatever, that would be about 2,000 international units a day. So um, I hope that is helpful to give you some idea of what you should be looking at. And as well, I just want to say before we finish this week's podcast up, that just because something is good for you, try not to overdo it. Do seek professional advice and know what numbers you should be aiming for or playing around it. So there are cases of toxicity from overdoing vitamin D's. Um, it's rare, it is quite rare. Um, toxicity is usually seen in those who take 10,000 international units or more a day or on a regular basis. Even up to 50,000 international units is a lot. Um, but just being aware of that before you go maybe supplement and get the advice of a health professional as always. Um, but that kind of gives you some nice groundwork or set guidelines and understanding on how vitamin D works and how important it is at this time of the year, especially if you're looking for weight loss and looking to feel and look your absolute best vitamin D3 would be one of your main supplements that you would be looking at having a regular part of your supplementation regime. So uh, have a great week as always. Please share with anyone you think would benefit from this. And if you have any topics you would like me to cover, please don't be afraid to reach out to me uh, through my website or on Facebook. Uh, be safe, eat your vegetables, and we'll talk next week. So have a great week, everyone. Bye.